Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for another morning, for bright sunshine and morning and nice weather. We thank you, Father, for worship. We thank you, God, that you've allowed us to be here with our schedules and busyness. And Father, we thank you for Mother's Day. A day, God, that in many ways creates some tension and some awkwardness that could have been avoided if there was no Mother's Day. A day, God, that is a joy for many as they do what they ought to do more often and they they honor and bless their mother. And yet, Father, I thank you because it's on a Sunday. And it causes us to look to the obvious which otherwise could be avoided. How would you have us to be towards our mothers? And God, so often we don't want to hear what you have to say. But we know it's good for us. And so over the next few minutes, Father, we pray that you would speak to us and, 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 and show us, honor your word, Father, as it rests on our hearts and minds by faith, that we would know what it means to honor our mothers. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you would, please turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20. We are going to stay in the book of Exodus, but we're not going to follow what we have been following uh, in the book of Exodus. Right now, we're at chapter, we're still in the plagues. Uh, so we're not to chapter 20 yet. Uh, but today, we're going to stay in Exodus. We're going to look at the Ten Commandments, which are very familiar to many of you. But we're going to talk about Mother's Day today. I want to begin by saying Happy Mother's Day to all of you ladies. Um, and I want to be very specific that we're not just talking to mothers today. Uh, I, I've come to come to realize, and many of you have too, that there are a lot of women in the world that would like to be mothers that aren't, right? There are a lot of people in the world um, who, who just, for whatever reason, are not able to be mothers. So today we want to be mindful of, of all women. We want to love all women and say Happy Mother's Day to all of you. Uh, we all know that there are many women in the world who may not literally be mothers to some biological children, but they are certainly motherly to children. I have put my arm around some people today even and said Happy Mother's Day to you for so many reasons you have been motherly toward me, right? And we know that. We are all grateful, not just for our mothers, but for women in our lives. And so Happy Mother's Day today to all of you. I especially like Mother's Day, though, because, uh, as I hope that you know, uh, I love my mom. I have a really, really good mom. Um, I could go on and on. I could take up probably half the service today telling you stories about my mom. Um, she, she's, just, she's just a good mom in every way. I have no complaints. I have no bitterness in me. Uh, I owe everything to my mom. Uh, you know I love sports. I like to play sports, and I, I, I try to still play a lot of sports. But uh, I have one of those blue-collar dads that worked all the time. That's all I did was work. Um, and my mom taught me everything, and my mom even taught me how to, how to play ball, how to throw ball, how to catch a ball. Um, and, and so, on a day like today where we stop to think about our mothers, there's a lot that goes through my head and how, how thankful I am. As you all know, if you've been here, I've been trying to grow a beard now for the last several weeks, and today I'm, I'm clean shaven. I even broke out a new blade this morning to make sure... Uh, this was very clean. And my mom's not a big tech person. Uh, she doesn't do Facebook or anything like that. So it's been a while since I've seen my mom. Well, yesterday, my dad for Mother's Day took her and got her an iPhone. 
My mom had never even had a smartphone before, so she couldn't see or, or do picture messages or anything. So she got an iPhone yesterday. So last night at about 10 o'clock, she FaceTimed us at the house. So she got some real FaceTime with me. So I'm sitting on the couch, long Saturday, just looked completely like a bum, and I had that beard. And she says, what is that? What are you doing? It's been a while since I've seen you. What is that? It's summertime. The sun's out. It's getting hot now. Why do you have that? And so I want you all to know today that in an effort to honor my mother, I don't know what it'll look like next Sunday, but in an effort to, to honor my mother today, I am, I am clean shaven. I wish that she could be here. I do hope to talk to her later on this afternoon on the phone um, and, and for her to see that. Uh, but I love my mom and I'm thankful for her. And today from the Bible in Exodus chapter 20, we're going to see those very words, honor your mother. Honor is something um, that we know about. It's when we put our attention towards somebody in a good way. It's when we pay our respects. It's when we uh, pay our dues. It's when we reflect upon them, look to them, appreciate them, love them in a fitting manner. Oftentimes I say at funerals, which I, I, most people think it's weird, but I, I like funerals a lot because it is the time when ordinarily we do not do it, we honor the person. And unfortunately, many people have lived their whole lives, they've, they've, they've been born, they've lived and they've died, and nobody's ever taken time to honor them for anything. I realize a lot of us have got some, some big mistakes, and it's hard to think about honoring somebody when they're not seem, seem to be worthy of honor. But at a funeral, we seem to ignore all the negatives and honor them, and there's something special about that. There really is. And I like that about funerals. I'll say that at almost every funeral we do. We're going to honor this person today. And you know, on Mother's Day, every single one of us are in a little bit of different relationship with our mother. Right? And that's why when we come up here and just say, you know, thank God for our moms. We all got the best mom in the world. I realize that some of you may be here and you may not have a mom. And I realize that some of you are here and you don't get along with your mom. I realize that some of you, and I don't know, but some of you might be here today and you invited your mom and she said no. Some of you might be here today and, 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 and the idea of thinking about mom hurts. The, 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 the effort it would take to honor your mom is overwhelming. You don't want to. And I realize that. And so, I want to draw your attention today. To God speaking in His Word, the Ten Commandments of all places, okay? Which, which if there's anything in the Bible you respect, it's probably the Ten Commandments. Most people do. And I want to get you to see that even in there, God says to honor your mother. Exodus chapter 20, we'll start reading in verse 1. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. Now, I want to stop right there for just a second and remind you that the Ten Commandments, the great law of God, the rules of God that are binding on my soul and your soul right now, that will lead us to righteousness or that will uh, uh, cause us to fail in the judgment, the, the law of God, the ten rules that God gives us, begin with the authority of God. And so I want to remind you here at the beginning that any and all, small pieces and big pieces, 
of disobedience, of neglect, of rebellion in your life are directly and horribly against the authority of God. And before we even get going, let me remind you that if you're a child of God, that matters to you. That matters a lot. We just read recently that in the New Covenant, when God saves somebody, He causes their heart to be careful to obey His rules. It says that in the Bible. That God's children are careful, mindful, watchful to obey Him. If you're here today in the authority of God, the truth of God, the law of God make no difference to you, then I I beg you to soften up. I beg you to rethink. I beg you to turn to God and submit to His authority. Keep reading Exodus chapter 1, verse 2 says, uh, sorry, sorry, Exodus chapter 20, verse 2 says that. So let's go now to verse 3. These are the Ten Commandments. You shall have no other gods before me. That's the first commandment. The second commandment, you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness or it, of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water underneath the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. That's the second commandment. Third commandment, verse 7. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. That's the third commandment. Fourth commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. That's the fourth commandment. Fifth commandment, verse 12, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. That's the fifth commandment. Sixth commandment, you shall not murder. That's the sixth commandment. Seventh commandment, you shall not commit adultery. That's the seventh commandment. Eighth commandment, you shall not steal. That's the eighth commandment. Ninth commandment, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. That's the ninth commandment. In the tenth and last final commandment, verse 17, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbor's. That's the tenth commandment. Those folks are the Ten Commandments from God. That is, in many ways, the law of God passed down to us. I want to focus today on the fifth one. I want to focus today on Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, and I want to leave out even some verses and just look at three words in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor your mother. Now, I don't know how much you know about the Ten Commandments, There are several reasons that God gave us the Ten Commandments. One of them is to show us how to live. It is true that they're good for us. 
It is true that they are helpful, and if you obey them, you're doing better than if you disobey them. It is true that your family, your household, and and our city and world will be better if we obey these Ten Commandments. It is true. They teach us how to live. But that's not the biggest reason that God gave us the Ten Commandments. God gave us the Ten Commandments to show us that we need a Savior. There's not a person in the room that after I read all ten of those said, well, well, I'm pretty proud of myself. I've kept every one. Nobody says that. I don't think any of you thought that. Matter of fact, most of us read that and we think, wow, after that speech he gave about God's authority, that's pretty strict. That's pretty harsh. That's a pretty tight standard that God has. And it is. And you're supposed to see it as harsh and tight A tight standard. God is strong. And if you've already forgotten verse uh, 2, let me remind you, I am the Lord your God. Listen to me. And so you're supposed to see that and think, wow, I haven't haven't kept those. And today I want you to, to, to hear from the very beginning, I haven't honored my mother completely. Hey, I don't want there to be anybody who walks out of here today feeling wrongfully guilty. I often don't honor your mother, my mother either. And I know that you at times have not honored your mother. Some of you may be very good at it, but there are times that we have not. And the Old Testament law, God's Ten Commandments to us, are to show us that. I think for many of you, you've never heard this. You think the, old, the Ten Commandments signs that are in the yards are there to try to make everything better as we all work so hard to keep those. And that is part of it, but it's not strong enough or good enough. You and I are to hear, honor your mother, and we're to think, well, I do sometimes, but I don't always honor my mother. What do I do about this great problem of failure and disobedience? And God answers that and says He has a Savior for us. And so in light of that, in light of, in light of us needing help, in light of Jesus being uh, the one that we need, today I want to do something that I normally don't do. And I want to give you a how-to sermon on how to honor your mother. Four points, all of them straight from the Bible, on how to honor your mother. Not by your best efforts, not by your strength alone, but by the Lord Jesus Christ, how can you honor your mother? Number one, obey her. Obey her. The Bible teaches that children are to obey their parents. And that doesn't mean the five-year-olds running around the house. That means the 55-year-olds who are listening to their mother. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. That's Ephesians chapter 6, verse 1. I want to ask you here today, do you obey your mom? Now, I think we're all grown enough in here today and mature enough to realize that if she's telling you that she wants you to shave your beard, that you don't have to shave your beard, okay? I don't want all the men in here with beards to run home and think, I need to shave my beard, I'm being disobedient and rebellious. Not at all. You know in your heart when you are disobeying your mother. You know in your heart when something is wrong. Noah found some leftover Valentine's candy. And without us thinking about it, 
next thing you know, our, our coffee table at home had like 10 little of those like uh, little chocolate ball foil wrappers scattered everywhere in the house. Noah was just popping those things left and right. Noah's only about 30 pounds, a little three-year-old boy, for those of y'all that don't know. And he's eating those like crazy. I finally figured out what it was. I said, Noah, what are you doing? And he was a little bit embarrassed. He said, I'm, I'm eating these. And I said, okay. I said, didn't mom tell you not to? He said, I said, I said, JJ and Eli, did, have y'all been eating them too? They said, no. Mom said not to. I thought, wow. Folks, obedience is what we're supposed to be. Do you know how many moms hurt today because their son or daughter will not listen to them? Do you hear from the Bible that God's rule of thumb in life is that you would obey your mom and dad? Is there anything, let me be honest for a second, is there anything as, as, as gross and out of line that we see outside in society today than a, a son or a daughter who in the face, spiteful, rebellious, disobeys their mother to her face? I heard stories recently of a 16-year-old who is beating up his mom. Does anything hurt your stomach worse than that? Does anything seem so out of line than that? If you want to honor your mother, hear the Word of God that you should obey her. Trust for a second that she has a good reason in why she tells you to do what she tells you to do. Now, I don't know why it is that children think moms don't have authority? Maybe it's because the father has not taught them that mom has authority. I'll never forget the time that I came home after mom tried to discipline me and I acted a little bit too big and bad for mom's authority. And mom passed the authority off to dad. I'll never forget it. There is nothing that speaks to my being like dad saying, you don't disobey your mother. And I want you to hear today that God has already said that. Children, obey your mom. Now listen, I know that the world is full of moms that fall short of the glory of God. I know that the world is full of moms that, that drop the ball. Right? These mothers would be the first to say, I'm not perfect. That is not an excuse for you to be rebellious and disobedient against your mom. If you're here today and you're not concerned about obeying your mother, 
then I ask you to turn to Jesus and understand that this is a serious matter to God. If you were going to make a world and give it only ten rules, what ten would you come up with? If you were going to make a world that at the current time has seven billion people on it, and and more have lived before now, and you were going to give it only ten rules to govern it, what ten would you come up with? It is mighty profound that our God says, honor your mother. And when God says, honor your mother, one of the things that He means is to obey her. Number two, praise her. Proverbs chapter 31, the Proverbs 31 chapter of what is the excellent wife, verse 28, which Proverbs 31 is a beautiful passage to read today. Uh, If I was going to tell all you moms how you moms need to be, right? But today's sermon is not at all about how you moms need to be. Y'all get enough of that. Today is about how us children, and all of us in the room today are children, all of us children, how we need to be in honoring our mother. Proverbs 31 verse 28 says that her children rise up and call her blessed. Now, I realize in the context of Proverbs 31, it is saying that a mother that is this way gets children that rise up and call her blessed. I understand that. I realize that you may be sitting there saying, you don't know how much my mom is not like the godly, awesome, excellent wife in Proverbs 31. I'm not about to rise up and call her blessed. But I want you to hear this. If that's the way it should be, when the mom is the way she should be, isn't it enough for the child of God, you, to think, you know what? Even if my mom's not the way she should be, I want to be the way I should be for the glory of God. And Proverbs thirty-one twenty-eight says that her children rise up and call her blessed. I want to ask you, apart from this day, Mother's Day, when was the last time that you wanted to make sure your mother was honored because of who she is? I want to ask you, when was the last time that you wanted to clean your, clean, shave your face to make sure your mom appreciated it? When was the last time you wanted to get her flowers or take her out to lunch or to give her a hug and to say, you're the best? We went and got a card just yesterday for, for Val, and, 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 and Val is the mother of four kids. We have four children, and I, I just don't know how she does it. I can't even keep up with four for a second. And we got her a card, and it was a simple card. It had a picture of a little girl standing in her mom's heels. And it said, nobody else can fill your shoes. That's not something I should say once a year on Mother's Day. Right? That's something that I need to be telling her every day. Our moms deserve to be praised. So many mothers, as, as I have seen it, live with some, some, some low self-esteem, maybe battling depression, wondering if they've done good enough. Many moms are, uh, feel like failures. They don't know why their kids don't keep in touch. They don't know why their kids uh, aren't as obedient as they, as they would not desire them to be. They don't know why they put in 110% every day only to not be appreciated. Most moms feel that way. And you know what would help so much of that? If we would just praise her. Proverbs 31 says her children rise up and call her blessed. 
I thank God for a new friend that I have, Greg, Greg Arbaugh. He's here, new member of our church. Greg and I have become friends recently. We've spent a lot of time together. He's helped me do a whole lot of things around the house. And as Greg and I have become friends and we've had many conversations, one thing has been crystal clear. He talks about his mom all the time. It is, it is striking to me. I would say at least once a week I hear Greg say, oh man, mom was like this, or, or that's the way my mom used to do it, or man, my mom could cook those like that, or mom always said that he do it. I've heard this countless times. I've never met his mom. I've never once said, tell me about your mom. He just talks about her. He just talks about her. If you want to honor your mother, talk about her. Speak well of her. Some people so little talk about their mom that sometimes I'm wondering, do you even have a mom? You've never mentioned her. You've never referred to her. You've never introduced me to her. If you have a mom and you want to honor her, speak about her. Proverbs 31, 28 says her children rise up and call her blessed. Man, you're, you're a blessing to me, mom. Just this past week, Kevin Durant won the MVP award for the 2014 NBA basketball season. I showed you a good portion of this video Wednesday night, but we left off the ending part where he talks about his mom. It's the first time that Kevin Durant has ever won the MVP award, and his speech, which he gave this week, was one of the best sports speeches that has ever been. Some people have called it the greatest moment in the NBA basketball's history is how big of a deal it was. With a lot of tears, he said over and over again, thank you, God, for changing my life. With a lot of tears, he thanked and spoke to every teammate. And many, many times he said, I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to be here. The humility that flowed out of this speech was unlike any other. But here's how he ended it. He told a story about how poor they were. He never had a dad. And he told a story about how poor they were with his mom, him, and his brother. And he said when they got their first apartment, because they had never even had an apartment, he said they sat in the floor of the living room with no furniture and they hugged each other. And he said they were so happy because they had made it. That was success for them because mom had worked and they were so happy. Here's how he ended his speech. Dear mom. Now, notice this guy makes millions and millions of dollars to play basketball. He's the best in the NBA this year. Dear mom, we weren't supposed to be here. But you made us believe. You kept us off the street. You put clothes on our backs. And you put food on the table. When you didn't eat, you made sure that we ate. You went to sleep hungry. You sacrificed for us. Mom... You're the real MVP. And according to what God says in the Bible about honoring your mother and and praising her, speaking well of her, you have to know that there is probably no better feeling in the world than all of the effort she put in her whole life to have her son stand there and say, You're the most valuable person. Mom, you're the most valuable person, not me. 
Y'all, God wants us to be that way. God wants us to honor our mothers. You may not be able to say, Mom, you're the best cleaner I've ever seen. Our house is always spotless. You're great at cleaning. She may not be. But you could say, Mom, thanks for keeping clothes on my back. See, there's ways to praise people. And if you want to honor your mother the way God would have you to, you praise her. Number three, imitate her. I love this one. It's a little bit hard if you're a man and her being a woman. But the principle is still there. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, and I'll I'll read it to you. Many of you are familiar with this. Paul is writing a letter to Timothy. And he says this in chapter 1. Sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 1. He says, I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors, with a, with, a, with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, that I may be filled with joy. Now listen to what Paul says to Timothy. Timothy is a minister of the gospel. Timothy is a leader in the church. And in verse 5, Paul says to him, I am reminded of your sincere faith, Timothy. Timothy, you're a strong believer in Jesus. You know that the Word is the truth. You're committed to it. You're careful to obey it. You love God, Timothy. And I'm reminded of your sincere faith. Look what he says next. A faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And now, I am sure, dwells in you as well. Men and women, if you want to honor your mother, imitate her. Be like her. Not in every single way. But find ways to know that, man, she's good at that. She does that right. If your mom wakes up early and and reads the paper, start waking up early and read the paper. If your mom knows how to mow grass... Be like your mom and mow grass. Unbelievable how many moms know how to mow grass and teenage boys don't know how to mow grass. How is that even possible? Learn to be like your mom. Notice in this passage that the dad is not even mentioned there. Perhaps this is why Paul became such a mentor to him. But because of Eunice, his mother, and Lois, his grandmother, such a sincere faith, God used that to bring Timothy to faith. And now Timothy's life is modeled after the faith that he sees in his mother. Notice that it didn't make him a sissy. Notice that it didn't make him a wimp or anything like that. He's a man of God leading the church, taking the charge from Paul. And all we have here is his mother and his grandmother. I want to remind you to imitate your mother if you want to honor her. Now, I realize that there's a, there's a joke that goes around that, that parents often say, uh, do as I say, don't do as I do. And I realize that a lot of times children often think, I don't want to be like my mom, right? My mom's got all of her issues or, or whatever. And again, I want to remind you that there are so many good characteristics in many moms. There might be a hundred bad ones, but there are a few good ones. Imitate those. Imitate those. Be be appreciative of who your mom is. The work she puts in and imitate her. If you want to honor your mom, imitate her. Even as we see Timothy doing with Eunice and Lois. 
just a few weeks ago, it was Easter. And, and similar to Mother's Day, but also uh, Easter and Christmas are this way. We have a lot of people come back to church. A lot of, uh, a lot of children of some of our older people come back. And there's a lady in the church that's a, that's a widow and sweet as can be. Nothing, nothing but encouraging to me. She builds me up. She makes me feel good. Even when I'm a bad pastor, she makes me think that I'm a good one. And her son was here on Easter. I don't know him. I don't even know his name. I've seen him a lot. I should know his name, but I don't. And and, and he came up to me at the back when there were a ton of people filing out. And he came up to me. He put his arm around me. And he said some nice things to me. He looked me in the eye. And he said some nice things. It made me feel really good. Gave me a handshake and then he left. I probably won't see him again until next Easter. And as I left Easter Sunday, I thought, man, that was awesome that he said that. And you know what I remembered? That's how his mom is. That's the way his mom is to me. His mom makes me feel that way. Miss Faye, I'm talking about your son. Faye Fentress. She's such a blessing to me. I don't know her son. He was a blessing to me. He was like her in that sense. I don't know anything else about him. I don't know where he is now. I don't know what he's doing now. I don't even necessarily know if he's a believer in the Lord Jesus. He did talk like one. But he imitated her in the fact that she that, that, he, that he praised people, that he spoke well to people, that he was kind, that he, that he offered encouragement. And that meant me, and it blesses her, I know, to see that he's doing that. If you want to honor your mother, do that. One of the things that Valeria and I have tried to, to really put in place living here in Fairdale is that we, we want to have people into our home. We do. We, we, we invite people over. We want people to be over. And sometimes, to, to my regret, we, I do it too much. Um, we need a little bit more downtime. But you know why I'm that way? My mom is that way. My mom is always cooking for people and having people over. And if she can get you to sit down at the table while she's cooking dinner, she's going to ask that we pray to God. And she's going to try to get you in a conversation that's going to go somewhere about God. My mom's going to do that. It's no wonder that I'm that way. That's how she is. Now, there's a lot of ways I'm not like my mom. But in that one way, I want to be like her. We try. Folks, one man has said that imitation is the greatest form of flattery. Nothing speaks well or praises somebody as much as you trying to be like them. If you want to honor your mother, if you want your mother to be blessed, if you want her to smile or be happy or rejoice or feel good about herself, find some ways to be like her. Find some ways to imitate her. You will certainly honor her in that. Number one, obey her. Number two, praise her. Number three, imitate her. And lastly, but certainly not least, trust in Jesus. 
Now, you may not be imitating your mother if you trust in Jesus. She may not believe. But if your mother's desire is for you to be the best person you can be, you don't have a shot in the dark of being the best person you can be apart from Jesus. Psalm 16 verse 2 says that apart from you, I have nothing good in me. John chapter 15 verse 5, Jesus speaking on the vine and the branches, Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Folks, we're not able to be the best us, to be the best me. You're not able to be the best you without Jesus. You're just not. You can be pretty good. You can keep trying. You can let yourself down. You can be disappointed. You can hurt. You can be confused. But you will not be the best you without Jesus. This makes such sense when you hear that honor your mother is in the Ten Commandments. And that's what I opened up with. The Ten Commandments are to point us to Jesus. That's the very point. The book of Galatians explains that the law is a tutor that points us to Jesus. Reading the Ten Commandments does not make you think, well, I'm pretty good. That's a hardened heart. It should make you think, man, I need forgiveness of all the times I haven't kept this. And that goes to Jesus. Jesus is where you find forgiveness. Jesus died on the cross to save you from your sins. And if you would believe in Him and repent of your sins, God indeed will forgive you. Jesus would come into your life and save you. You'd be a child of God. A new creation. Made new. And, and, And from there, you will be able to honor your mother like you have never honored your mother before. If you're disappointed in yourself at how much you don't honor your mother on days not Mother's Day, then listen to me. Turn to Jesus. I've had a very blessed life. So many different people have influenced me. I can look to teachers. I can look to coaches. I can look to family. I can look to friends. I can look to all types of people who have influenced me so much to love and appreciate my mother. But there is no comparison as to how much God has influenced me to honor my mother. If every single one of you said, Josh, we need to sit down and have a conversation. And you sat me down right here in the chair, and every single one of you came and looked me in the eye and said, boy, you need to do better honoring your mother. All hundred of you. It wouldn't carry with it the weight of God saying, I am the Lord your God. Honor your mother. To which I hear, God, I want to. To which I respond, God, God, I want to, but I just, I don't always. And she deserves it. Man, my mom's a good mom. And she deserves a whole lot more than Josh Green can give her. So I need Jesus. God, forgive me of my sins. And thank you for Jesus who would save me. And God calls me now through the Lord Jesus, to always, always live a life that honors her. That says, Mom, you're not the greatest mom in the world. You're not the best mom in the world. You're not perfect, but you certainly are to me. I love you, Mom. Trust in Jesus. Nobody has influenced me as much to honor my mom 
as God has. And to that point, let me say that if you're here today and honoring your mom doesn't come easy, if you're here today and you don't want to honor your mom, can I suggest to you in great, in great humility and love that the problem might not be so much as to how dishonorable she is. It might actually have more to do with you not caring about God desiring you to honor her. I know that's a hard truth to handle. But I've found in the Lord Jesus that hard things from a world's perspective get easier when God's in it. If you're here today and you don't want to honor your mom, I ask you to bow your knee to Jesus and say, God, help me to honor her. Do you know where you got your mom from? God. The Bible tells us with no hesitation and no doubt that God creates children. There's not a mom on the planet that God wasn't involved with her having, getting pregnant and having the baby. God did that. God makes moms. And God makes children. And it is His rule to us that we would honor her. God gave you that mother. So if we don't honor our mother, like the, like the Bible says, then I, I can think of two simple conclusions. One, mom is hurt. If I was to take time right now to say, let's, let's, have a, let's see a show of hands, or let's have a short conversation about any moms that are hurting today, wouldn't that be a big conversation? Do you know how many moms, do you know how many women today have cried already? Today? It's not even noon. Do you know how many moms are hurting today? Do you know how many moms are upset? If you don't honor your mother, you contribute to that. And secondly, you sin against God. Because in Exodus chapter 12, verse, Exodus chapter 20, verse 12, he says, honor your mother. May God be gracious to us that we indeed would look to him and say, God, you gave her to me. Now, by faith in Jesus, help me to honor her. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you, God, for simple, simple truths. Like three words in the Ten Commandments, honor your mother. And God, thank you that you have taught us that we can do it better than we do it on our own. Thank you, God, that the right way to honor our mother is deeper than the way a flawed human being can do it. And yet, thank you, God, that you don't leave us there. Thank you, God, that through Christ, we're getting better at it. God, thank you that, that many people in the room right now are better at honoring their mom in 2014 Mother's Day than they ever have been before because of the work of Jesus. God, I pray that the authority of, of your word would mean something to us and that we would want to. Want to honor her. God, I pray now that you would cause us to look to Jesus 
In His name we pray. Amen.